This is Shudders Inc. with Bruce Williams and Glenn Lavender. Hi, and welcome to episode 542 of Shutters Inc. This is Bruce Williams from ShuttersIncPodcast.com, and joining me once again via Skype from Melbourne, it is Mr. Glenn Lavender from CreativePhotoWorkshops.com.au. How are you? You know, yeah, pardon? <laughs> Have we started? <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's welcome to be here. It's nice to be back, and it's also nice to be front. Right. Sideways is also, also okay. Excellent. How's your week been? Two weeks been? Uh, seven days. I spent two weeks, 14 days. <laughs> anyway, I spent twice as good as one week. <laughs> uh, well, the kids are back at school. That's a start. Yeah, got rid of them. You know? That is always a good thing. It's a good thing. And, uh, are they so glad far, to be back at school? Well, not really. One's changed. Well, they both changed schools, so it's a bit of you know, okay. getting used to. And one one is happy. He's, he's got lots of friends in his class and stuff. The other one doesn't know anybody. Uh, no one sits next to her in class. She's <laughs> all alone. Right. Uh, and, yeah, and was came, to, came out of her bedroom last night crying. So. Oh, <laughs> Yes, all the all the joys of uh, the joys of high school. Yeah. There's only three kids went from her school right. to this new school, yeah. and it's like I don't know. There's probably there must be at least ten or eleven or twelve grades, grade sevens, right? right. So it's like three or four hundred kids. Yeah, right? they put all three of them in different school, different uh, classes. <laughs> there's only three kids. Yeah, and the problem is the school goes from prep to year ten to yeah. year nine. So right. there's lots of kids have moved from already all know each other, been there together for six yep. years, yep. moved up from six to seven. Yep. And then there's another really big feeder school that sends the majority of the other ones who've also all been together for six years. Yep. And then there's these three little kids, individual kids, who don't know any of those other clicky groups. Yeah. And they all get separated. It's yeah, like that's not even <laughs> thinking, guys, you know. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we're working through that. All the joys of being a parent. Yep. I was, I was, I was uh, at my guitar. My guitar lessons are back. Okay. Days are back on. So I had my first guitar lesson back yesterday. And during the break, my guitar teacher had put up a photo on Instagram. They're expecting twins, their first kids. Mm. And so yeah, I, I spent my guitar lesson you know, warning him. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> it's the best of times. It's the worst of times. <laughs> but mostly it's the worst of times. Um, most of the worst of times. Don't ever say, oh, that, this won't be my kids. Yes, it will be your kids. Your <laughs> yeah. kids will be just that. Everything you hate in other people's kids, your kids will be it. Yep. Yeah. It. Every single, doesn't doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so that's good. So, that's, so I'm back to. I've been out taking photos. Oh, cool! What of? Been photographing my footy team. Yeah. Again, last last week and this week. So Excellent. I was out there today and uh, did a got another forty or fifty shots. Am, am I right in thinking we're only about three weeks away from round one? Oh, about six. Oh, sorry. End of Mar- end of March, not end of Feb. Yes. Yes, yeah. but they start doing like yeah, intra club uh, training matches. Right. Matches. And, and against other clubs, uh, you know, unofficial games, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yep. yes, that's going to be good. Went down there, so it, uh, came out with another 40 or 50 keepers. Nice. Nice. Footy group. Yeah. And, uh, you know, tried to use my enormous footy brain uh, <clears throat> and decipher, <laughs> decipher what they're all doing, what, you know, what, the, what was the purpose and what's the plan behind all their movements and stuff. So, <laughs> right. And disseminate that vast knowledge of mine to the group. Under the disclaimer, I don't really know what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> <You> know, so, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, it's actually kind of good. And I see you put up some photos this week, finally, from Darwin. I did. Kath got in my ear last weekend and mentioned that one of her nursing friends, who apparently loves my photography, had had a little bit of a whinge to Kath that I hadn't put up my photos from Darwin. (laughs) And so I thought, oh, okay, I suppose I should put some up. And so that's why I did. So I was was a bit disappointed, to be honest. With? Well, the fact that you posted those up, (laughs) I then, no, not just that, so I then... Seeing that you had some some minor disillusionment with the images, yeah. I downloaded a bunch and edited them all nicely and posted them back up on your, on your <laughs> yeah. you know, I fixed them up for you, mate. And you didn't even comment. I didn't even get a, not even a like. <laughs> didn't you not? Even, I didn't know if you even saw I'm pretty them. sure you got a laugh here and there. Don't think so. Yeah. Not for you. Pretty sure. Really? Pretty sure. I've seen that. I like, I like one of... I gotta say, um, Max is looking like full-grown adults. Oh, totally! Yeah, it just looks like a yeah, completely different person. Yes, yeah, yeah that's this, what this, I've been this, trying to tell you. Yeah, this strapping, big, mustachioed. Yep. You should have told me a little something growing on yeah. his lip. But um, <laughs> yes. But so, so there was a photo of him and, and, your, and your lovely missus, and then you were there, so I chopped you out. I saw that. Uh, to make the photograph you know, a less, little less distracting. Yeah. <laughs> Remove distracting elements, I think, was the and phrase. all your photos needed was a touch more contrast and a touch more saturation, mate. Yeah, just, just a touch. Just the wee tiniest of little, little bumps. <laughs> Yeah. So we should use one of those those slightly edited uh, images as our as our image for the week of the podcast. You know, you right. a taste of, and maybe we could do a before and after. You can put up you know, your slightly more muted and my slightly more uh, improved. Yeah. Yeah. I spent ages in those, dude. Didn't you I, can tell, I can tell. I can tell. Minutes, <laughs> seconds, yeah, even on my phone. Imagine yeah. you can do a snap <laughs> with my eyes closed. Imagine <laughs> you can do a snap feed, yeah. Just <laughs> edits, and and again, I mean, the photos you put up wouldn't be high res, and they're at best JPEGs. It's amazing actually the detail that Snapseed could pull out <laughs> of a J of a low res JPEG. It was it was quite amazing. If I if I'd been feeling really good, I should have done it on my computer and like replaced skies and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then replace the grounds. Yeah. You'd have a different sky and a different ground. Yeah. But I see what you mean. The photos were – your river cruise is at the wrong time of day to be anything interesting. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, up, you know? Yeah, that was you're like there when you're there. 1.30 in the afternoon. You had no say in the matter. So, yeah, that's it. I mean, you've you got know. to get, you know? Yeah. So this is what I say to people about the difference between a photo tour and a tour. Is yes. a tour, you're there when it's convenient for the, for the, for the trip. Uh, on a photo tour, you're there when it's inconvenient for you, but it's the best time to take photos. Yeah, you, know? yeah. you may have to go further or get up earlier, or yeah, you know, yeah, or leave somewhere good to go somewhere hopefully better. You know, yeah. at a time to be there for the right kind of times. You know, yeah. Yep. So a big difference between a, a tour and a photo tour. Yeah, absolutely. With my work at the ABC, uh, I've found a girl who works for. Uh, a bureau in Western Australia up at Caratha of all places, yeah. uh, who I've been using as our promo voice, uh, okay. which is really good promo voice. And uh, I was talking to her. If, uh, by the way, Bruce, if you ever need a, uh, <laughs> a deep, dulcet uh, voice for voiceovers, for, uh, I'm open for money offers. 
Thank you, mate. And I was talking to her, uh, must have been earlier this week, and she happened to mention that she's uh, off on holiday for a month. And I said, oh, cool, where are you going? And she said, Patagonia. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, that is so cool. That's um, that's bucket list stuff. So, uh, yeah, I don't oh, think she's a photographer, so, but... Um, so what's the point of the conversation then, Bruce? Well, you know the, somebody who's going overseas. No, 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 because you've you've you took a tour to Patagonia, didn't you? No, I didn't. Don't lie to me. Oh. Or oh, maybe it was the previous co-host. Now have, have a think. <laughs> now have a think. Why would I not take a, a tour group to Patagonia? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, why wouldn't I? Uh, too much walking for you. Uh, okay, let's make a list. <laughs> <laughs> a too ten. cold. A top tip. Okay. No, I like the cold. Okay. Uh, not enough people. Good reason. Okay. On the list. Okay. Not the number one. Um, we polled 100 people, Bruce, and their number one answer was... <laughs> scared of heights. Oh, are you? I have massive, massive phobia of heights. Is that right? Yeah, well, you don't, you don't have to walk up the mountains. You can just photograph I, them I from the to, bottom. I used to be so scared of heights because I couldn't walk under a tall building. <laughs> really? Serious. I couldn't really? walk under a skyscraper. Serious. Wow. As in walk past one? Yeah, yeah like, not literally under it because <laughs> that's impossible for any of us. You know? I'm, not, I'm not into shoplifting. <laughs> uh, no, I couldn't. I, it's just the, just the fear of walking underneath, uh, you know, alongside a a skyscraper wow. it almost paralyzed me. I, I couldn't know. go over like a, a train road bridge, like you know, twenty foot up off the road. Yeah, right. I'd be in a cold sweat. Wow, I did not know that. I didn't anything over about four floors used to be about the, the that was my limit. Wow. Four floors, preferably three. Yeah, right. Uh, would be my maximum height. Yeah, so at, at, when I was at my worst. Wow. So that's a it's a forty year a forty year journey of trying to recover from it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And um, but I could still not go up now. Was there some particular trauma that inspired this fear? Or yeah, I, I woke up one night and there was a frog on my chest. <laughs> What's that got to do with it? Who knows? But it made me scared of heights. <laughs> okay, that may not be that may not be the true story. I'm suspecting <laughs> that might be the case. I can I can no, I was actually climbing Ayers Rock, funnily enough. Okay. So I had a really, really, really bad cold. Yeah, well, a school, oh. school excursion, yeah, okay. a school trip. And really bad cold, uh, bronchitis, wheezing and big barking cough. Right. Particularly unwell. And uh, we, uh, we were supposed to climb Ayers Rock like about 4 o'clock one afternoon. Right. But the bus had a, had a flat tyre. We got late, so we didn't get in, in time. It was all closed for the night. So we said, okay, they're going to take us. We're going to do it first thing in the morning, like crack of dawn in the morning. So we got there. It was freezing cold. If you know the outback, it can be freezing, freezing cold. Yeah. So it was freezing cold. I'm coughing my lungs out. And as all us young 15-year-old wannabe heroes, we all decided we'd bolt up the Ayers Rock as fast as we could. Now, for those who haven't seen Ayers Rock in real life, it's a mofo. It's a big piece of rock. Mm -hmm. And if you've not walked up Ayers Rock, the first 400 metres maybe is chain-link fence. It's pretty much vertical, yep. Pretty much vertical, but what you also know is on a it's basically on a on a ridge, so it's a drop off to the right and drop off to the left. So here's young me bolted up with all my mates, got almost to the top of the chain link fence, 
and all of a sudden I couldn't breathe because the because the cold weather and not being able to breathe. Yep. Then I span round, not being able to breathe, and saw this massive drop off on all sides, basically, yeah, and, right. and just just plummeting straight. It's almost vertical, straight down. Yeah, right. And not being able to breathe, just this massive panic attack. Wow. Yeah. So I basically fell to the ground. And I had to crawl down the rock on, on, on my bum and hands and knee and you know, feet past my entire year nine or whatever it was school group. All yeah, the right. kids all taking the f- out of me, all this being wow. the, uh, the stigma of having to climb down in, in sheer panic and not be able to breathe past all these kids ruined me for years. Yeah, right. I'm a sensitive soul, Bruce. You've probably <laughs> known, obviously, through, through the years of podcasts. Yeah. But yeah, so that that was it. You know, it, wow. uh, it, it got to me. It was a point when yeah, when I finally started trying to get a bit braver in in life. You know, when I was sort of eighteen and nineteen to try and expand my horizons. I mean, I couldn't go anywhere for years that I didn't know exactly what the route was. And even to this date, like I'm planning this trip through through England, I'd go down Google Google Maps on the roads, looking at the roads to get a feel for what the are there any hills, what's the exposure like. All this sort of stuff. Yeah, right. Uh, what are the bridges? If you have to cross over a bridge, what does it look like? Okay, that's too high. What are the alternatives? So I still, even to this day, have to make lots of detailed plans for stuff. Wow. But yeah, when when I finally decided I wanted to go to New Zealand to go fly fishing, I had to take drugs to fly. Wow. Yeah, and, uh, and some seriously funny stories about that. And anyone that's seen me on those drugs will attest that sort of a good entertainment. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, so that that's that's and so even to this day, not good with heights at all, you know. But now I can go up like if I had to, uh, fifteen floors of a building. Right. Yeah, some of the some, sometimes in India I'm on the like the nineteenth floor. Yeah, and whilst I don't love it, yeah, I've done it, you know, yeah. and I can. Yeah, you're able but to I, cope I, with it. Yep. Yeah, but I still can't go over tall bridges easily. Yeah, so we've right. got a big bridge here called the Westgate Bridge. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, every time every time I drive towards it, I'm watching to see what the traffic's like. And if it's looking too busy, I'd take a diversion and go the long way around. Wow. And it didn't help that a friend of mine threw himself off the top of it on my birthday. Oh. So I had bad vibes about this place in the first place. Yeah, and then right. this get better to it, you know. Wow. And just the other week, so I've been I've been trying to be brave. Yeah, just the other week, um, my daughter had a drama performance in St. Kilda, which is on the other side of the bridge. Mm-hmm. And we're driving down there. The bridge is a little bit busy, but not too bad. Now, my biggest fear in life, just about, is stopping on that bridge if the traffic stops. Yeah, right. And I'm driving, I'm going, oh, yeah, gee, we're a bit behind schedule. I've got to, okay, I'll take a risk. I've got about three quarters of what happened and stopped. Oh. The amount of, the amount of the stuff you have to do mentally to try and not completely freak out whilst driving your know, station on top of a bridge, yeah? Yeah, right. And, of oh. course, it's all internal. No one else seems to know. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, uh, phobias are terrible things, you know? It's, yeah, right. So, I sympathise with anyone. It was I don't understand. What do you mean you're scared of spiders? Yeah, but not scared, but phobia. Yeah, yeah. irrational. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's a yeah. So every tour I do, it's, it's not hamstrung by the fact, but yeah, maybe oh, I've got a choice of A or B. Oh, it's going to be because A looks scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's it's kind of a kind of a, a lifelong bit of joy. Right, and, and the worst. I mean, I tried. I went to psychiatrists. I went to hypnotherapists. I went to psychologists. Yeah, yeah right. To, yeah, to cure it. Um, I, I lost faith when I was seeing a psychiatrist for probably about six or eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And start to you know, feel like I go. No, 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 I lied. The psychiatrist couldn't look me in the eyes 
Sorry, I didn't go back because I just kept staring him in the eyes and refused to look away and didn't blink. And he couldn't look at me. So I, did, I had no trust that his mental ability was right. strong enough to teach me anything. Yeah. There was a hypnotherapist I've been seeing. Right. And uh, he decided, that, oh, we're going to have a meeting, uh, our session, not in the office, but at this cafe. Just It's, it's just at the bottom of this tall building. Uh, on the on the mezzanine level, right. so we went in, and it wasn't a mezzanine; it was, a, it was the express elevator of the fiftieth floor, and it was kind of a shock shock therapy. Oh. Yeah, you're like you can get a punch in the head. Uh, <laughs> funny enough, last time I ever saw it, <laughs> so I've just found coping mechanisms because I, I couldn't trust any of these people to actually do what they say they claim they can do. Yeah, right. And uh, being an obstinate like I am anyway, it probably doesn't help. You know, probably not the ideal subject, ideal patient. Mm. And uh, having, having the massive intellect that I have, <clears throat> um, <laughs> I, I analyse them as much as they analyse me and I question every everything they're doing. And, and uh, I, I look for flaws. It's an excuse. You look for flaws right. to say, well, they, they're no good. So, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like one of my, my <laughs> doctor seeing yesterday, he's just lost 23 kilos, which is good because he was f***ing fat. Right. You know? he's trying, and he's a heart doctor. And he's trying to tell me about cholesterol. I was, look, look at you. <laughs> you've got diabetes, you've got cholesterol, you're fat. <laughs> because, yeah, pot, pot kettle, black. Yeah. <laughs> look, I thought I'd better start, I'd better start um, you know, walking the walk. It's like, it's like the mechanic who can fix everyone else's car and never fixes his own. Yeah, yeah, yeah and the painter and the, and the gardeners and the carpenters and all those things, you know, they're their own worst funny people, you know. But um, one thing I say, if you do ever go, you know, the chance to go visit some psychiatrists and psychologists, there's some pretty screwed up people. There's right. a lot of very nervous, twi- there's a lot of nervous, twitchy people in there. Right. And apparently if you just stare at someone and don't blink, that puts them off. <laughs> yeah, only for 50 minutes, but you think, you know. Since 2005, Shutters Inc. has been a labour of love. But beyond the time required to produce it, there is also a financial commitment. If you find value in the podcast and would like to help keep the servers running, hit up the Patreon link, which is in the show notes. Even a couple of dollars a month will help. Much appreciated. Now, back to the podcast. One of the uh, AFL football players' mums messaged me tonight. His son, he got drafted just this last uh, draft. His his mum messaged me tonight and said, look, my son, because he did his knee towards the end of last year. So he's not expected to play for this entire year because he's going to be in rehab for the year. The poor kid. But he's just coming off the anti-gravity treadmill machines. Right. And, he'll, and in a couple of weeks' time, he's going to be out on the track doing some bit of work. So she messaged me up to see if I could take photographs for her. Yeah. And, and give, give her any updated reports. That's kind of nice. Yeah. yeah lovely. Yeah. So, and I've been I've been sending photos to some, some players if anything of note happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like last week, whilst in the midst of training, I see this little, little tyke about a foot and a half tall come running out onto the ground, full North Melbourne outfit, you know, he's got the hat, he's got the the jersey, he's got the he's got the shorts, the socks, the shoes, and he runs straight out in the middle of the ground, right up to our coach. Yeah. Uh, and he's like this is knee high. And then instead of coaching, the coach has picked up his kid and he's placed he's t- tossing him around in the air, he's putting him upside down, he's wrestling him on the ground. So I photographed all that and, and it was one of the players' kids. So I said that to him as well. So that was kind of nice, you know. Yeah, nice. And uh, he was he was rather happy. Yeah. So it's just it's just kind of nice doing that. So you, you feel nice doing something with yeah. photography again, and yep, yeah, helping helping people feel yeah a bit happy about the world and stuff. Yep. If they're seeing some pics of things that are important to them. So yeah, and nice. so, so on my Facebook group, yeah, there's a lot of supporters from around the country. You obviously, can't get to training. 
Yeah. And of course, there's no footage. I mean, the club might put up a couple of photos, but there's no yep. there's no real reporting or, or what's going on. So, right. they, yeah, I, I put up a weekly report with yeah what I've observed plus yeah forty or fifty photos and yeah, um, nice. It's kind of nice, a bit nice bit of community. Lovely. So it's amazing what photography can do. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Do also, and you see, it's people who do like photograph their their like their son soccer team or baseball team or whatever, and how they get some you know, deeper into that whole community too which is pretty good you know yeah i like it nice all right should we talk some photography did we just do that i sent you something the other day i can't remember what it was uh you sent me the stories from the road museum which is a facebook group oh yeah did i you did i sent you something from the met the mu- a modern museum you, yeah well you that was a, that was the next one i can we can do oh, that well, one let's f- do that one first because that's the only one i know of to start i can think of okay but that, uh, i didn't actually look at the article other than um i just saw the headline and the first picture or two yeah it's this 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 cabbie has been photographing his customers for 30 years yeah so the first paragraph really sets up the story well in 1980 aspiring photographer ryan wiedemann landed in new york city from california looking to make a name for himself but he soon found himself focused on more practical matters like paying the rent thanks to his neighbor who was a cab driver he found himself riding along in the taxi one night and by the next day he'd found both a way to pay the bills and the perfect outlet for his creativity and so over the next 30 years, he just photographed people who rode in his cab. And, yeah, it's a great collection. I um, uh, so I actually see a couple of the photos. Do, do you have a link for it? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> hang on, I'll post it back yes. to you. Thanks. It's not, not, not um, easy, easy accessible for me at the moment. There we are. Right. So I, saw, I saw the cover shot. So what's she dressed like? Not she doing like that in the back of a cab. Yeah. What's she doing? But yeah, then, then I saw the nice one, obviously the cab driver and the guy in the back seat. I thought, were really cool. Yeah. Uh, really, it's almost like Che Guevara-ish, you know. <laughs> Well, that's, I think it's a, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is that consistency. Yeah, it's like when people photograph their kids from like the age of one to yeah. like eighteen or whatever, and in the same spot. That that consistency of of uh, of the shot. Yeah, and yeah. so the the location and the and of course he's done it all in black and white too, which is which kind of adds to the mood. Yeah. And there's a lot of lot of similarity to the shots, but that's also part of the yeah the, the theme. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I don't know where I came. There wasn't a lot of photography. Uh, uh, like an Apple News thing was sent to me. So, so this cool. this other one that you sent the stories yeah. from the Road Museum Australia. What's that? Is a road transport museum dedicated to the trials and tribulations of the men, women, and machinery that made Australia the great country it is today. I don't know why I would send you that. Yeah, right. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, there was no, there was no other. There appears to be lots of pictures of trucks and an old garage and some more trucks and some more trucks. Yeah, okay, we'll we'll just pass on that. I'll put the link in the show notes for anyone that does want to uh, check it out. Are you sure I sent it to you? I'm pretty sure it was you. How did I send it to you? Did I send it on... Via um... Facebook Messenger. And immediately after you sent the link, you said, for the podcast. Really? So I must have had a reason. You would have thought. <laughs> oh, I got a very rare. Oh no, I remember now. No, no, that's right. No, there's a reason. Yeah. The link that it goes to is that mine goes to a Facebook page of a guy called Troy Kinsmore. 
So the link I sent you. Oh, okay. So I see you. You linked to a specific post on the group. Did I? Gotcha. Yeah. Have you got that now? I have, and it's an old newspaper van for the sun. Yes, but it's an old dark room. It's an old mobile. Oh, dark right. Room. Yeah. So this is this is this is a guy getting around with four by five plate cameras <laughs> in the nineteen fifties. Yeah, with like the old gra- the uh, graphlexes and stuff. Yeah, right. And he's driving around. Uh, from the, the the Herald and Sun newspapers, it was their mobile dark room. Wow, in an old Dodge truck. Yes, they drive around, and the, the, so I thought it was pretty darn cool. <laughs> uh, especially you know, for the, the history of you know, for, for Melbourneites, but uh, I thought yeah. what a what a cool cool piece of kit. That is really and it's still cool. got like the Herald written across the top there and everything else. Yep. Well, I will um, just update the link in my text document so that I make sure that we've got that link and not just the link to the group. Cool. It's just brilliant. You know? yeah. it's just, it's just such a cool, cool bit of photographic, Australian photographic history. Yeah, you know? yeah for sure. Uh, so, yeah, so, so, so I found that. And then I sent a couple of articles for it just before because yeah. I accidentally did a bit of research before the show again. <laughs> and uh, I can't remember what they are now. No, that's right. There's two AI stories. Yeah. There's a new there's a new service a new free service called Lunchbox. Okay, and it's for restaurants who want photographs of think the meal that they're serving, and rather than paying a photographer, right. who get to but if they've only got one new dish, you're not going to get someone to come in and you know, you know or if they're a small like cafe or whatever, yeah, you're not going to pay. So now they can just dial it, type in the type of thing it is, and select the most appropriate looking thing to what they're making. Yeah. yeah, right. And so, A, it's, it's, it's putting photographers out of business. But um, Well, you see, this is the big thing I've been hearing over the last couple of weeks is all of the people who are working in creative industries saying all of these AI engines are trained to plagiarise. Yeah, exactly. And there's no, no credit and no payment to anyone yeah. who generated the original work. But see, the problem is it's not from an original work. It might be a thousand. No, absolutely. Say, it might be, say, if you type in sushi, it it looks at a thousand pictures of sushi. Yep. And what, you want one thousandth of a credit? Yes. That's going to happen, isn't it? Yeah. But there are some lawsuits going on about that too, so um, it's going to be interesting to see how that develops going forward. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like all things, oh, this is going to be the end of photography, it's going to be the end of career. And it's not. It's just going to shift and change. And, yeah. yeah. People will come out with better ways, of, better better reasons to, to hire a photographer than, oh, I'm a photographer. It's you know? just another disruptor. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it's like what Airbnb was to the hotel industry and what Uber was to the taxi industry. It's And if, you, and if anyone's looked at any AI creative images, there's an awful lot of similarity to it. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, what's going to make you be employed as a photographer? Doing stuff that's not the same as everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, you know. Your creative talent, if you've got any, will should still hand, hold you in good stead. In fact, it might make you even better. Because if yeah. everything else is mediocre, you might stand out even more. Yeah. You'll command an even higher price. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? It, it might actually be a, a, a godsend for photographers, not the, and yeah. all the crappy jobs that no one wants to do. That what it what it what it would <clears throat> it could do. It's just thinking, yeah, you know, off the top of my head, mm. is all the churn and burn photographers. 
yeah. all the guys who do $50 jobs and $20 jobs, and they're going to lose their job because I can why pay 50 bucks for them and I can type in a few words and get something similar yep. on that AI engine. You yep. know, it costs me 50 bucks a year to be a member or whatever. Yep. You know? yeah. um, so the churn and burns may disappear. Uh, but you know what? An AI is never going to go out and photograph someone's birth or someone's somebody's no. first birthday or someone's wedding or yeah. someone's funeral or uh, a conference or all the, of the so of the, the of the so many things that you take photographs of. It can't replicate the personal. Yep. Yeah. So there's plenty of opportunities out there. And you know, uh, I, as you were saying that, I was thinking, what happens when we get to the point where we do have, you know androids walking amongst us you know thinking boston dynamics 20 years down the track yeah yeah, yeah. let me finish even even if we had androids walking around with cameras built into them to take those photos as you have mentioned and plenty of other photographers have mentioned in the past a huge part of good portraiture is the emotional connection that the photographer has with the yeah. the person sitting and 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 an, an android is never going to have that yeah and the person sitting for the portrait is never going to feel that attachment what or, if the android is indecipherable from a human well hey you know I mean, it, it may very well get to that android, at some point the version two android like the first one's going to come out it's going to be like you know have a weird looking head and talk yeah. like you know, first generation Siri. Yeah. <laughs> you know, eventually. But knows, yeah, yeah, 20 years but from now, right. who knows? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And would this Android develop an eye? Mm. You know, not, not, <clears throat> would it use AI to develop its eye? So it doesn't need the A anymore. Just the <laughs> <eye>. <laughs> um, but, but you yeah, mean so to it, develop it uses... its creative eye? Is that what you mean? Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, if, if I remember right, there was, um, there's a couple of camera things you can put on top of your camera, little, little devices you put on, like your hot shoe of your camera, and connect it to your camera. And it analyzes the scene in front of you. Right. And determines what it is you're trying to shoot and sets your camera settings for you. Right. Okay. So there are a couple of devices out there, like, and it's a bit like lightning triggers and all that kind of They're kind of yep. the same sort of genre. So you're sort of thinking about, you know, well, what are they doing? They're, they're taking a, an image bank of like images and trying to recreate it. Yeah, that's what a, that's what an AI robot would probably try and do, isn't it? Take it assess the situation I'm in. I'm in a room with natural light, and a person standing by the window. Yep. Brrr, look through a million similar photos, and then create something yep. along that line. And then it needs to tell you step one foot to the right, so you get the angle of the light better. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. You get a bit. But I lower. saw an amazing, amazing <laughs> photo this week of a, a little girl huddled in the back of like an old fifties car. Okay. In black and white, and the light streaming through the car window, and I had to zoom in, like mm. right in, to see if it was if it was a real photo or if it was AI. And it was only because there was a couple of little little um, areas on the eye where it hadn't generated the image quite properly right. that I could tell that it, that it wasn't a real photo. Wow! Yeah, but the, but I looked at the photo, I was looking through my Facebook, and go, oh, look at that image, yeah, it's a great yeah. photo, and then stopped and hang on, no, it's not. Yeah, yeah. right. For a little while there, yeah, I thought, what a, what a cool shot, you know. And isn't that telling that this, you know, this technology is so new and already yeah, yeah. it already, is that yeah. close, yeah, you know, to being. Yeah. If in, if, well, speaking of, so because I've got my next story is also an AI image story. So that's the we talked a little bit about the evil of AI. Yeah. Well, this is the 
the the the AI good right. is that um, this company, this people in it, this nonprofit organisation uh, is is interviewing Holocaust survivors, right, and using Holocaust survivors to generate AI memories of what they went through in the camps, of what they right. remember, and what they look like, and what kind of clothing, and what kind of environment, wow. and it's recreating images, and they're getting pretty, you know, some of the things are reasonably close or accurate to what they recall it being like as a child in the concentration camp. Yeah, right. So this is, so it's now creating images of something that never existed. Yeah. Yep. The, the photo proof never existed. Yeah. But we can now visually see that story in the most accurate way we've probably ever been able to. Yeah, right. Because this is my perspective of being there at that time. Yeah. Uh, so there's a YouTube video on it on there. If anyone wants to have a look through there, I thought that was really, really interesting. Yeah. So yeah, we, right. we start talking about what's AI going to do and the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. Well, maybe there's all sorts of good. Yeah. Like, yeah. That can generate who knows what. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's only going to be a limited period of time where it's useful because yeah, anyone born say. 1995 onwards, they've already got 10 trillion photos that photograph every moment in their life anyway. Yeah. So there are no gaps to fill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyone, anyone prior to that, there's plenty of gaps. Oh. And I remember, things, I remember things as a kid, yeah, and moments and things that we did and places we went that there are no photos of. Wouldn't it be awesome if we could use words to recreate that moment from our youth and go – Look at that, you know. Well, I've I've mentioned to Kath a couple of times that, you know, I'm I don't have a lot of photos of me. Yeah, yeah, because you know, I'm always the one taking the photos. I do my photos of you at this age. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, my wife's the same. Not many photos of my wife. Yeah, right. Know? It's it's you know, I mean, there's plenty of photos of me being a dick. You know, <laughs> right. uh, at, at this sort of like from forty onwards sort of stuff, but not a lot of photos of her. Not a lot of photos of all four of us together. Yeah, right. You know, so yeah, that's that, so you're saying yourself. Not a lot of photos of yourself. And as a kid, you probably got what ten photos of yourself. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm about saying maybe ten. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. But I remember moments. Yeah. Pretty darn clearly, you know. Yeah. And and so you know what's the potential future that we could recreate our childhood memories yeah. and what a legacy we could then pass on to our families. You know? um, imagine if it got to the point where you would sit and have a conversation with the AI and the AI would almost sketch it like a like a like criminal etch like a sketch artist. And you just exactly. go, oh, so no, you no, no, the, no, no, the tree over there the was a bit bigger and, and the house was... Yeah, and the- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mum was a bit younger. To make her a bit younger. No, too young. No, no. She's not. She's not, she's not a baby. She's not grown up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know that's that's gonna happen. You have yeah. to imagine. You yeah. know, if we're what two a couple of years into this AI phenomenon. Yeah. And as I say, it's this good already. Well, yeah. what? And, and we're working with fairly basic um, word Trump. Yeah, the input so is probably the, the crudest part of the, the thing. To be able to analyze language, yeah. yeah look at what you, you marry Siri and uh, and AI together, and you just talk to it, and as you say, it live generates, and you adjust, and yeah, yeah, well, yeah. interesting times stuff. ahead, mate. Let's hope we're around to see it. Anyway, <laughs> so there's a couple of AI stories. What have you got for this week? Well, 
The first thing that I've got is uh, one that I found. Yeah, Schmidt head. And this is a kid. <laughs> Don't be like that. Uh, Anthony Schmidt. Uh, yeah, his Schmidthead. website uh, is dated. Anthony Schmidt. Uh, and it says that the, on his about page that he is a 14-year-old boy with autism. So based on the fact that it's now 23, it's three years later, I'm guessing he's now 17 years with autism. But he's a kid who loves cars. Yeah. And he has made it, like his passion project is he gets models of cars and he builds little dioramas but then goes out onto streets like you might find an old garage or something and he'll set the diorama up in front and just using perspective he shoots these amazing what appear to be period piece photographs with with his iPhone iPhone. yes (laughs) so you know I looked at some of these images I first saw some of his work I don't know probably 12 months ago but it just came across my radar again in the last couple of weeks and on one hand, you sort of skim through it and you go, oh, well, yeah, it all starts to look the same after a while. Yeah. But at the same time, it's his niche. He loves what he's doing. And he's clearly mastered the process. And yeah. he's just generated these amazing scenes. And uh, I say good on him. The, the thing I like the most of it is his ability to uh, to really grasp perspective. Yes. You know, it, yeah. Uh, there, there's some stuff where he's, you know, there's like one with some cars in front of a church. Well, the church is obviously fake as well. Right. But the, but the background trees and the stuff aren't. Right. So his ability to work the foreground and background perspective so they don't look out of place yep. is exceptionally good, you know. Yep. Yeah. So his, his eye for that kind of balance is fabulous. Yeah. You know? But as you say, it's it's a... It's a rinse, lather, repeat. It's doing the same thing kind of over and over again. Yeah, and and I don't, I don't know if, you know, that just satisfies that part of his autistic yeah. nature, you know, that maybe doing this stuff over and over again brings him some level of satisfaction that yeah, and at the, same know, time, he's the rest of us may or may not appreciate. He's, yeah, he's already developed to this stage. Yeah. That That's awesome. Stay there. Yeah, but. So uh, I, I thought that was well yeah. worth a look. Carl uh, Hemmings sent us an email. He said, Happy New Year, guys, and to all of our listeners. Welcome to Esports R Us. That's great news, Glenn, in getting a pedal assist e-bike. Now you can stop joking about me <laughs> riding a bike. No, seriously, Mr. Glenn, e-bikes are a good move. I'm just waiting for a kit to convert one of my many bikes to e-assist as I'm not getting any younger and the previous cancer health scares from years gone by are catching up with me. It doesn't help. As soon as I leave my front door, I have a 5% gradient to ride up. Well, it's you not explained- the 5% gradient. It's how long that 5% gradient goes for. If it's three steps, yeah. it ain't so bad. Yeah, exactly. If it's 400 metres, it's a killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As you explained, the bikes can work you as hard or not as hard as you want. Maybe consider using your Apple Watch or Garmin as a tachometer. Ask your cardiologist what zone you should ride in. P.S. I'm just looking for your Strava.com account now. Cheers. Yeah, I, I have all my, my watch all set up. But, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not the most social with people, so I don't share with anybody. Yeah, I don't share right. with my wife. <laughs> have you been out on the bike? Uh, well, I strained my back pretty badly. Mm-hmm. And for, for a couple of weeks, so I'm, I'm, I'm still in the, 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 I'm kind of just past the recovery stage of that now. So I've been out for a few 
four or five kilometer ride, nothing, nice. nothing big, you know, just, no, just that's just, great. So, I, mean, I just did four and a half K yesterday and uh, I was out most Beautiful. of the day photographing, but yeah, it's, um, it's still just a, it's a balance, it's a balancing yep. act of not, and as I said, I had some heart issues this week, so I've been sort of fairly um, gentle with myself. Right. Yeah. So, so I've got, uh, got a battery of tests to go and have done tomorrow, so we'll see how that goes. Right. Uh, uh, Paul Sutton sent us one, uh, one last one to remember 2022. I'm not sure that we really want to I've remember 2022, but, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, to get it. these are the winning images from the 11th annual Ocean Art Underwater Photo Contest. Oh, I like the sharks, the first place shark trio. I think I already missed that. Oh, no, maybe looking at something else. Must be looking at a completely different, um, completely different thread of images that you are. Uh, there's an honourable honorable mention for some, some for a parasite. But here's the, here's the thing again, you know. Yeah. We're so used to seeing good images. I mean, not good, mm. amazing images that you don't even take in. If you don't have a passion for the subject, yeah, you you casually glance at awesome stuff and pass by it without hardly even looking. Yeah, you know, and and the, um, and the other side of it, I, I think I've said this before, is y- your standard bell curve distribution. You know, when you put, you know, a hundred killer images together, yeah, uh, you then still start looking for you know, the distribution curve and, and which ones are the standouts and, and you're passing over the ones that you go, well, out of this collection, that's not as great as this other one. But on its own... I don't think I've ever heard it described better, Bruce. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's spot on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, w- w- well thought through. <laughs> um, I, I, I had to, ju- I had to judge uh, a photo contest, which is, you know, how much I love judging photos. <laughs> It was like 1,400 images over 42 categories up in Queensland. Wow. They'd set the entire day out for judging. I did it in 42 minutes. Wow. And they're like, you can't possibly be judging these. I said, I am. Watch. And and it's the same thing. But your description then is exactly of the belt. They laid out 100 images. Yeah. And my eye can immediately see the three or four that are the top of that curve. Yeah. You yeah. know, and so if I'm only looking for, for place getters, I'm not looking at the rest. Yeah. It's pretty simple to do, you know. Yeah. I don't have to judge each image on its merit because 97 out of the 100 aren't going to make it. And yeah. they show, yeah, it's very rare, would you say, uh, there's 50 out of that 100, especially when this is a, a, a rural art fair yeah. photo. Call. It's not like this photo competition where the standard's obviously higher. Yeah, but yeah, uh, it's as you say, it's not not hard to very your brain very quickly starts to key in. Yeah, on the the, the the peak of the curve. Yeah, I've never thought of it that way before, and you you've nailed it. The, the, the script was fabulous. Right? Thank you. It's the nicest thing I've ever said to you on the podcast. <laughs> I so think we can it stop is. Now. Can we stop now? <laughs> I'll uh, I'll just keep listening to this episode forever. <laughs> 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 this episode will be called The Day Glimmer's Nice Boomer. <laughs> uh, and, and then Paul sent us an email and said, why are all the pictures of the big red rock all the same? We should have covered this right at the beginning of the podcast when you were talking oh, about your fear of heights. There is several kilometres of fencing and no parking signs before this car park. 
this is the only place you can get a shot of Uluru with the sun setting over it. Uh, for those outside of Australia, Uluru is the traditional um, indigenous name for what most of us know as Ayers Rock. This was taken in the low season in the middle of hot summer. Don't let the clouds fool you. It was still really hot and just sticky as well. Another example of every single person getting exactly the same shot of the rock and yeah. they all look exactly the same. Uh, yeah. We put Paul's photo in the show notes uh, with this episode. I mean, that, that brings it, if you if it remembers that there's that um, rainbow falls in Yosemite or whatever is where there's, a certain time of year, the, the, as the oh, sun's setting, the light comes, firefall, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, you, know, you see the behind the scenes, yeah. there's 300 photographers all yeah. pretty much standing on each other's head yeah, to get exactly it's the same one shot. one day in February, yeah. At one particular angle, yeah. and all of a sudden, yeah, everyone's getting that one, that same, same <laughs> shot, you know? Yep. Yeah. So, so, again, though, yeah, if you, if you were to look at uh, a photo competition from – um, from Yosemite, for example, and you saw 50 firefall shots, yeah. you're probably going to be able to eliminate most of them pretty quickly, aren't you? Yeah. Because you know? yeah. it doesn't stand out unless there's some re- someone's done something different. And it's the same, unfortunately, it's the same with a lot of astro stuff. Some guy yeah. with a light inside his tent yep. standing outside pointing a torch at the sky, yeah. technically great shot. Same but, one, you you've know, seen them all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like if you go down to Mexico and photograph those identical twins, if you've seen one, you've seen them all. You don't have to, you don't have to photograph one of them, Bruce. Yeah. Uh, boom, boom. Bad, bad joke, isn't it? You've seen one, you've seen them all. Uh, and yeah, that is that, it. That, that, that's, that's some interesting stuff this week, Bruce. So we should apologise and listen. <laughs> we should. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of podcasts this last couple of weeks. Have you? Not, not ours, obviously. No, of course but, not. I've been listening. Get this. This is amazing. Oh, but there's, uh, there's one called the Guitar Dads podcast. Oh, jeez. Right? <laughs> Guitar Dads. You know, <laughs> based out of Boston, Boston, the US. Right. And. And they they started off just normal, and then they started doing live to YouTube whilst recording. Oh, okay, yeah. And so you could see the guys do it. And one guy, get this, one of the guys, obviously, the, obviously the Bruce of the two. <laughs> here's the thing. No, actually, actually, they're very similar because okay, so the guitar dads they've known each other for a fair few years. They both play guitar, but one's an amateur who just likes to poodle around with his guitar. The other one's kind of a, he, he's in a cover band and he plays live. So yeah. one's kind of a pro, one's an amateur. So there's some similarities there. Yeah. And it's the amateur guy that does all the actual work for the podcast. <laughs> he sets it up. He does, yeah. And, but get this, Bruce, I'm, I'm stunned. I'm not sure why we've never thought of it before. Yeah. He's got notes. Be, it's laid out in front of them about how the podcast is going to go. They've got a plan, Bruce. They've what a seg- novel idea. They've got segments, Bruce. <laughs> and they do the same segments most weeks. Right. I've never thought of that before. What a great idea. That you know? is a splendid idea. <laughs> so if you like guitars and dads, yeah. uh, um, guitar dad podcast. Excellent. But I've listened to that. I've listened to a... a um, uh, a, a prehistory guys, a prehistoric Neolithic podcast, which is which is very good. But h- hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa! Tell me more. Yeah. Is it like well, a work of fiction, or is it a historic? No, no, no. It's actually, real two two guys, like an archaeology <laughs> type. Sorry, like an archaeology podcast. Well, what, 
Well, A, A, if you have an interest in this stuff, I highly recommend you watch the YouTube video, Standing with Stones. It is so funny you mention that, because I was looking at my watch later list today, and I saw that I had added that to my watch later list, and I've just never got around to it. So you've got to watch that. It's the yeah. two guys, the, the guy who filmed it, the guy who was being filmed. Right. They have a, a, a YouTube channel and a podcast where, where they interview archaeologists and prehistory people and, and trace right. humanity and all sorts of amazing stuff. So I've been listening to their podcast a lot. So it must have been you telling me about that yes. video, yeah. which is why I'd added it to my watch list. Watch yeah. don't, don't just put it on. I should also mention I'm watching a show called Poker Face at the moment. Oh, how uh, good is that with Natasha Leon? We're up to two episodes in, but it's very good. So yeah, far. We're, we're four episodes in. Yeah, and uh, we, oh, we just finished watching one last week, Inside Man, with Stanley Tucci. Okay, don't know that one. Phenomenal, right? So, 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 so good. One of the best bits of TV I've seen in years. I think. Right. And that's saying stuff because there's a lot of good TV stuff around these days. Yeah, you know? yeah. But that, that, that's only a four-parter, so if you don't have a lot of time, it's, it's a yep. good one to watch. But yeah, and then I've been then I've been listening to another podcast. So uh, the prehistory guys are doing the uh, Guitar Dads, the, my North Melbourne football podcast, and then I've been re-listening to the Serial podcast. Oh yes, which is the original one. The, yeah, the original one, but they got a kid called Adnan Syed uh, because after twenty-two years in jail, he's finally been freed, and all charges dropped. Wow, or you know, wow. and, and I, I, I listened to the whole thing when it was originally going, and I bought the book. Yeah, and I read read the book. Did you get the t-shirt? Bought, I didn't get the t-shirt or the mug. <laughs> right. Uh, but but then then now now he's been released. I'm sort of re-listening to it. just listening to just how how completely stuffed up the the police investigation was. And yeah. Just, Sure, you know? Yeah. So, so podcasts are quite good, Bruce. You should get into them. They, they are brilliant. <laughs> yeah, they're good things. You can listen to them like when you're in the car. Yeah. You can listen to them like I've been doing like photos on the computer. I listen to podcasts. Yeah. They're, they're good on the train too. You can do them on the train. Yeah. So they're, quite, they're, quite, they're quite useful. They keep your mind active while you're do. doing mundane stuff. Yeah. yeah so it's funny there's, that. There's a tip, there's a tip for our <laughs> It's a good podcast. Hey, I'll, I'll throw one thing out. Uh, uh, Guitar Dads reminded me of uh, a a band I'd been wanting to pay attention to. I listened to an EP of this band three, four years ago. Really liked them. Forgot all about them. They released their album finally in 2021. And I still... So a band called Dirty Honey. Okay. And the album Dirty Honey. If you like your your bluesy guitar rock, a bit bit, bit heavy, a a bit of a wailing voice, Dirty honey, and you can thank me later. So, are they a little bit like Black Keys? Better. Oh, that's a big call. Okay. Yeah. Dirty yeah, honey. Dirty honey, and the album's called Dirty Honey. Yeah. All right. Well, I will be yeah. checking them out. Get into them. Uh, but the, the, the Black Keys, the Dan, whatever his surname, Dan. Dan Auerbach. Yeah, is, is the main writer and producer with my mate Marcus King who's a phenomenal blues guy who's coming to Australia yeah, right. uh, for Blues Fest and doing some side tours. If you like a bit of blues, yeah, right. catch up with Marcus King because he's uh, – and even just go watch him for his YouTube videos because he's phenomenal. He's been playing since he was like eight. Yeah, his right. dad was a touring musician and his grandfather was a touring musician. Right. So family history and this, this kid's a freak. So Wow. That's it. Nice. We have mentioned some of that. Yeah. All right. Oh. Good to chat. You can say that. Yeah, all, all good. Thank you for listening, everybody. Yeah, we will catch you in two weeks. Oh, yeah, that's right. Two weeks.
I don't, I don't want to do a review of the album for the podcast, Bruce. Okay. Dirty Honey. Oh, Dirty Honey. For sure. And if any listeners listen, we want a bit, want a bit review as well. Let's, let's, let's do a <laughs> poll out of 10 and see where it rates, right, you know? Go. Hi, everybody. See ya. You've been listening to Shutters Inc. For questions, comments, and feedback, email theboys at shuttersincpodcast.com. Thank <laughs> you.